In studio with us now is Travis Taves. He is the Minister of Finance for the province of Alberta, Canada, which produces the majority of oil production in Canada. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to WABC. It's great to be here. Now, I understand, by the way, Lydia, uh, Canada has 170 billion barrels of reserves. You know, Alaska has 70 billion in reserves. And that doesn't count the Arctic Ocean. So... That is a lot of oil. That's 100 years worth of oil. We have the potential for a significant energy security, complete energy security within North America. That way, what I suggested uh, to Washington last week, that Mexico, United States, and Canada should have a North Atlantic uh, energy uh, commission or whatever we want to call it, agreement, agency, to make sure that North America is self-sufficient and not dependent on foreign uh, oil. John, I couldn't agree more. And when we take a look at the events of certain the last three weeks, three or four weeks, but even beyond that, I would suggest the events that were already shaping up last fall, ultimately um, events shaping up that were resulting in what I would call as a uh, mini energy crisis in Europe and Asia. A crisis I would suggest brought on by hasty energy divestment in the most responsibly produced energy industries in the world, and that is in Canada and the United States. Understood. Right. Canada is our closest ally. You're our neighbor. So I'm sure there we've had this kind of synchronous type of relationship for a very what I said what I said to the minister, when I say the word America, right, I mean Canada and the United States because we're on the same boat. That's right. John, I, I, I just want to add to that. You know, I mean, Canada and the United States uh, are the largest trading partners by far and away of any two countries in the world. But it's much more than that. We actually don't just trade. We create things together. We have the longest undefended border of any two countries in the world. And it even goes deeper than that. You know, I, with, with north-south migration over the years, I think of the province of Alberta settled Initially and largely, certainly when European settlement came in, it came in from the U.S., so much of it. We had cattle ranchers that moved their herds up into Alberta and made home. Since then, we've had families move back and forth, marriages across the border. There's two na- there, there are not two nations in the world that are more connected than Canada and the U.S., I couldn't agree more. When you saw, as you as you drove through Manhattan, did you see some of the gas prices? Were you were you surprised? I mean, we're over five bucks a gallon here in New York City. I'm I'm shocked at gas prices right across North America. What do you think we should be doing? Uh, you know, I urged. I said we should be have a, a North America treaty on, on energy. What else can Americans do to tell their government, to tell their congressmen, their senators, and tell them, you know? It's ridiculous what's going on. We're giving money to overseas instead of uh, we're making an America, the Americas poor, including Canada, and and making the overseas uh, enemies uh, rich. John, I talked about the issue and challenge of and the unintended consequences of hasty energy divestment. You know, our, our problem has been we've been so focused on emissions reduction. And, and you know, emissions reduction is important. And, and both of our industries, both in Canada and the U.S., we're making great headway at reducing emissions in our energy production. And that's important. And we'll continue, continue to reduce emissions. But what we cannot take our eye off the ball, and that is on energy security. Ultimately, we need to ensure that it, there is an environment where investment can land and thrive in the American and Canadian energy industries. 
And John, an issue we've had is we've simply not had enough pipeline capacity to, to actually move our energy once we produce it into, into the marketplace, whether it's to Tidewater or whether it's to the Gulf Coast or whether it's down here to the Midwestern Eastern Seaboard. And so I have to say as a Canadian, I was incredibly disappointed when President Biden canceled the permit on KXL. That was a pipeline that would have delivered over 850,000 barrels of responsibly, ethically produced crude per day. It could have completely offset imports from Russia. But instead, now we're behind the eight ball. Again, we're speaking with Travis Taves. He's the Minister of Finance for the province of Alberta, Canada, which is a major oil producer in Canada. And talk to me also about the stringent standards regarding oil production and drilling that we have here in North America that they don't have all over the world. We, we have the most responsible industry in the world. It, you know, in, I can certainly say in Canada, in our oil sands production, for instance, we've seen a, a major effort on reducing emissions. Over the last 15 years, uh, oil sands producers have reduced emissions by over 20%, and they're expecting by 2030 to reduce the emissions intensity on every barrel produced by another 30%. We have by far and away the most responsible energy producers in the world. I know that goes on both sides of the border. And by not fully developing in a responsible way these resources, effectively it pushes production to nations such as Venezuela, the Middle East, and Russia. That funding, that wealth, is now uh, effectively fueling aggression, Russian aggression against the people of Ukraine, and that's tragic. Minister Taves, to hear the White House say, you know what, the Keystone Pipeline has nothing to do with what we're, the energy crisis we're suffering right now. What goes through your mind? Well, well here's the reality. Uh, because of, I would suggest, um, the leftist activists, the, the, the green activists' uh, efforts over the last 10 years, in Canada, we simply don't have the pipeline construction, uh, the pipeline volume and capacity needed to, to fully provide um, our neighbors to the south of uh, uh, America with the energy security that they need. What we need to do right now, we need to double down. We need to focus on building required uh, and, and necessary pipeline capacity. So again, we can return this continent to energy security. Now, we run between the United States and Canada. We're both civilized. But we're doing business. The rest of the world, they're dictators. They're not civilized. So if we try to survive in a civilized world and tiptoe through the tulips, as they used to say, then, you know, I'm afraid for our world. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, John. You know, the way I characterize it, uh, we in, uh, you know, the energy industry in, in Western Canada, and I would su suggest in the U.S. as well, has both an opportunity, but, but I would suggest a responsibility at this point in time to ensure, firstly, that we have energy security within North America, but secondly, to ensure that our geopolitical allies globally have a trusted, secure energy source, an energy source that can't be manipulated uh, by the likes of, of Vladimir Putin. It should be a, a, a joint effort on oil, a joint effort on the, on the electric grid, because we're going to have a problem with that someday. Yeah. Uh, and a, a joint effort on all energy. So North America, we got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, you know, we have, a, we have a great opportunity right now. Uh, North America is blessed with an abundant, uh, abundance of natural gas. And right now, you know, the best thing we could do for emissions reduction globally, and that is to get more responsibly produced LNG 
over to Asia and Europe. It would displace coal-fired electricity generation. That would be the best thing we could do for the environment. And, and John, moreover, it would uh, re reduce the dependency of our friends and allies in Western Europe, again, on dictators' oil and energy, uh, such as Vladimir Putin's. You know, uh, last fall, we really, we really saw a witness observed an energy crisis shaping up. This energy crisis was driving natural gas prices up in Europe and Asia. It was resulting in those that live in the margin, margins, the most vulnerable, paying a huge price in increased transportation and heating costs, but it was worse than that. Because of the shortage, fertilizer production was being shut off. That's going to result in lower agriculture production globally. Who will that affect? It'll affect the most vulnerable, the folks that live on the margins. Moreover, the shortage of natural gas was actually resulting in gas to coal conversions again in electricity generation. What was that doing? Pushing emissions up. John, hasty energy divestment has unintended consequences that are tragic. Well, what's even more tragic is we agreed to go with the Paris Accord so-so. And for us, we have to cooperate by tomorrow morning. For China, they don't have to cooperate for another 20 years or something like that. Or ever. Yeah, that, that's, that's the sad reality. And, you know, when, when I think of, uh, when I th when I think of uh, you know, the, the climate negotiations in Glasgow, uh, you know, and, and we think of, again, the unintended consequences of hasty energy divestment on not ensuring that we have energy security. It's not going to affect the lifestyle of all of those folks who flew to Glasgow. It's going to affect all the people on the margins, all the Americans, Canadians, and, and, and folks globally who, who live on the margins. Well, Minister, thank you so much for coming to uh, New York and meeting with us and and uh, talking about it because if Canada and the United States, uh, along with the help of Mexico, we could be independent in North America. Let's continue to work on this. I hope all our listeners are telling their congresspeople and telling their senators and telling their ministers in Canada, God bless, uh, God bless you and God bless America, which includes Canada and the United States. Thank you so much. John, thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.